Welcome to the Bill Collector, where I'm Bill, and I'm a collector. May the 4th be with ya, because it's that day today, Star Wars Day. So for dorks like me, and there's some way bigger Star Wars dorks than me, it's your day. I got a bunch of Star Wars stuff to show, but this thing doesn't glare like crazy when I show it in the light, so... Here, let's pretend it's my head. Ooh, Stormtrooper. But yeah, I painted this little guy not too long ago, and I don't know. Tell me if you see any influence in that, because uh, definitely has some. Fuck it, I'll tell you. Do you see Ace Freely from Kiss in there? Yes, you do. Star Child. Or if that's even who he is. Kiss music sucks, by the way. But their whole aesthetic and shit, that's cool. What little kid doesn't love monsters and, well, never mind. There's a there's some pussy kids out there, but they're kids, so who cares? So, yeah, like an impromptu job that popped up today was I need to do... Fix a 2020 Royal Enfield Interceptor front brake lever. Uh, this bike was just, it was like dropped. And uh, that aluminum lever just went, <laughs> it, <was> like, <laughs> it looked like uh, the right side of a hipster's curly mustache. Like, Wah. and um, hand levers aren't supposed to be like that. So, you know. Took it to the to the vice and bent on it and took a mallet and beat the shit out of it and well it looks better than uh that numb skull that rushed the stage on Dave Chappelle the other night. His his arm is fucked. Do you see that thing looking like a corkscrew? Ouch. Don't rush the stage. If I was a comedian. I just have a big ass baseball bat leaning up against a stool or I'd be walking around with it. Like <laughs> try me, bitch. End up with crooked legs too. Excuse my French, but uh, yeah, huge congratulations to Clayton Kershaw of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he just became the franchise leader in strikeouts. And uh, that's a pretty big thing with the uh, long list of Dodger greats that have gone through there. And uh, Don Sutton was a definite stable in that organization. And uh, congrats to Clayton. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a writer named Bill Platchkey from the LA Times, but uh, he now ranks Clayton Kershaw as the greatest Dodger pitcher over Sandy Koufax and uh, Fernando, Dazzy Vance, Oral and Don Sutton, of course. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you you take the strikeouts and you match those with the three Cy Youngs, MVP, a triple crown, gold glove, five ERA titles, an MLB Player of the Year award, 2020 World Series champs. It probably backs Bill Platchkey's statement up a lot. Um, as greatest Dodger pitcher. So 
Awesome. I'm a big fan of, of Clayton Kershaw, by the way. I say it every time. I'm a huge Dodger fan. I just collect all kinds of Will Clark shit. So that's how that works out. A couple years back, I ended up at the playoffs. I think it was 2017. And uh, a friend of mine got me in. And I may have told the story before. But long story short, fast forward to the end of the night. I ended up in the the player's elevator after the game. And uh, I was like stuffed in there like a sardine. And I saw somebody talking over my head. And I just kind of wanted to see who it was because it seemed like it was a really tall person. And I turned around and I was cheek to cheek with Clayton Kershaw. So there you go. That's my Clayton Kershaw story for now. But his favorite player was Will Clark. And so he's always been good in my book because I've known that for quite some time. Awesome, Clayton. Oh, here we go. Try not to get too much glare on that. But uh, there's a piece of art that I did of uh, a couple of lefties in the Dodgers organization. The great ones. And uh, there he goes right there. The greatest Dodger pitcher of all time. So, you know, I have a I have a friend named Ryan, and uh, me and this guy go way, way, way back. And as of today, he's one of the five friends that I that I've kept. And I can remember the first day I met this kid. See, I was a sophomore, and he was a freshman, and. Uh, he would know what hallway this was, but I I don't remember what teachers were up in this hallway. But anyways, so we still had lockers in school. And uh, so anyhow, I was in my locker, and I believe it was to my right <clears throat> was a little dude named Ryan. And I swear to God, he had a Will Clark picture in his locker. At least this is what I remember. And uh, I was a fan of Will Clark at that point. And I, believe me, fast friends, like, believe me, very, very fast. And, uh, you know, was probably one of my first collecting buddies along with my friend Jeremy. And on top of being a collecting buddy... He also collected with his dad, and his dad was a Nolan Ryan collector. And I didn't collect with my dad. This was something that I did with my friends, and my friends also did with their friends. And like I said, Ryan and his dad, they collected together. They went to card shows together. Ryan collected Will Clark. And like, like I said, his dad, Nolan Ryan. And I always admired that. Um, and not that I didn't have a dad around because I did, but me and my dad did different things. Uh, I, I mentioned when I first started this thing, the motorcycle stuff. Those were the kinds of things I learned from my dad, you know, lawnmower engines and Volkswagen motors and all that kind of crap. 
So my buddy and his dad were avid card collectors. And I believe other memorabilia too. And his dad had a... Uh, he didn't have a... Where he went to work. He had his own deal going. And uh, it was pretty cool in the summer times. When our folks were at work, his dad would um, drive Ryan up to the to the ballpark, whichever one we were using that day to, to, I don't know, just play Sandlot baseball. And his dad would come out there and hit some scorching fucking ground balls and some scuds over the fence and hit us stuff to shag and... I don't know. He's like a, a, a an unofficial coach, and he was humongous too. So, like, I just remember this guy of like ginormous stature, um, stomping around in a well worn Texas Ranger hat, and uh, <laughs> kind of looked like Kurt Russell in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. Uh, what the hell was that movie called? Where Kurt Russell and Oak oh, Tombstone. Mm-hmm. He looked like uh, the fuck that cowboy was. And he was a super great guy. <clears throat> and someone he didn't want to fuck with either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't exactly know what affiliations he had, but... um. Somebody you didn't want to fuck with. But he was good to all us boys. You know what I mean? And uh, I used to spend quite some time down at their house. And uh, I used to think one of his sisters was cute named Alicia. So that was always, it was always easier to go over there too. But that's besides the point. Sweet ass mom, Linda. Older sister, Tammy. And kind of a D-bag brother that was older named Shannon. But whatever. I think everybody's older brother seems like a D-bag. And uh, regarding my friend Ryan's Will Clark collection, I was jealous as fuck, bro. Like, his whole family was in on it. <laughs> and uh, he'd be at school and they'd show up to the house and have new fucking cards. But anyways, that was just a product of just the family being involved in what you like. And that was pretty cool. And it wasn't real jealousy. It was competitive jealousy because my collection was, was short <laughs> in regards to that, you know. And then, uh, like I said, I graduated high school um, a year before him because I, I was a grade ahead of him. And um one day, I guess I think I had graduated high school, and uh, I was at the local YMCA, and I was I was hitting the gym, I was hitting the weights, and this this was before cell phones. I believe it was either nineteen ninety two or ninety three, and uh, like I said, I was at the gym. I didn't have a pager or nothing, and. Uh, 
it was 1993 for sure. Hey, my buddy Ryan, who I'm talking about right now, he's uh he's in on the chat right now. What's up, bro? Good to see you. Good to talk to you. It's good to see you this weekend as well. So um yeah, 1992, 93, oh, duh, 93. Say he confirmed it right here. I'm at the gym and uh up the, the loudspeaker page, whatever. It was like in a grocery store. And uh, calls my name to the front desk. And I'm nobody. I've never, I've never been called to the front desk before. And then uh, I get to the front desk. And it's my boy. Don't mind me. And he called to say his old man passed away. <laughs> Dude, I made it to 18 years before I knew anybody that passed away. Before I ever been to a funeral. And it was it was my boy's dad, dude, like fucking entering his senior year of fucking high or whatever. What maybe he just graduated. I forget what, but but the age where you don't need to lose your dad if you have one. That's when he lost him. And uh I still got my pops. So I, I have I have I have no idea what that feels like. None. So like thinking about it like this, it's like it was yesterday. And that shit's like almost 30 years ago, just like that. So time flies. And uh, so anyways, that happened. And then uh, to, let me let me tell you, like, I got a couple friends. Like I said, five friends. That's it. But that's all I need. And he's one of them. And uh, him and I kind of led a more parallel life, like. We both fucked up. We both got into trouble. We both knocked up our girlfriends. We were both young dads. <laughs> we just never really had it easy. So, um, but that's our fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, we make our choices. So I'm not saying nothing about that. But I'm just saying, like, I, I had a dad to to help me do some of those things. And he kind of, like, he didn't. So there were some other father figures in his life. But none is as good as your, your old man. So, so that's setting this up. All right. Excuse me for, for this. I'm a fucking human. So, you know, 
Now, me and my buddy Ryan, we're both grandparents. And uh, <laughs> it's a, uh, well, it's something that his dad didn't get to do. So Ryan is that guy in his family. And like I said, we've we both been through some shit. And we both made it. We both made it out. And uh, so he hits me. He hits me up last week, and um, oh shit! Did I even get to this dude? So his old man passes away. A little bit of time goes by, and his old man had the most stellar Nolan Ryan collection I ever seen. Ryan's Will Clark collection was dope. <clears throat> His old man's Nolan Ryan collection, rookies and all, was uh, the first collection I had ever seen. I was like, damn, dude, that's how you do it? And it was clean and it was organized. And uh, like I said, the first collection I'd ever seen that was like, wow, that's how I want to do it. And so from that day on, that's kind of like how I did it. But whatever. So one day, yada, 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 the, this, this collection ends up missing, okay? Once his, his, his old man had passed, this collection ends up missing. And we were like, holy fuck. But like, I can't even imagine how my friend Ryan must have felt like... <clears throat> It was like an heirloom, dude, like as if he would still have that today, okay? It, it, was, it was dust in the wind at that point, and uh, it was somebody close to the family, but not the family. And like I said, dust in the wind, man, it's all in hindsight, you know what I'm saying? But like in the end, it was this thing that, I don't know how you deem your baseball cards, but like, okay, my non-Will Clark stuff, whatever. That's like whatever. But like the Will Clark collection, that's like, that's decades worth of collecting. That's decades worth of memories. That's that's like taking me back to these times that I'm talking about right now. And uh, yeah, so it was gone just like that. And like so we found out who did it. Like, well, what can you do? You know. And uh I said 30 years gone by. Like I said, we both had kids, we got grandkids now. We both man, you if you count the jobs between the two of us motherfuckers, you you don't you and your family doesn't have enough fingers and toes, straight up. That we've been around. <laughs> And uh, anyhow, he calls me up the other day. No, 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 my bad. He sent, he shoots me a text, and it's of a of a handful of Nolan Ryan cards. Like, what's up with that, dude? He goes, Ah, oh, man, I picked these up, man. Just thought I'd thought I'd get them, and uh, I was like, Oh, fuck yeah, dude, that's cool, you know, and. 
I don't push card collecting on anybody. You know what I'm saying? That, that's my my deal. And uh, sure enough, I just happen to have a, a little box of Nolan Ryan cards. I don't know, maybe 35, 40 different ones. And I thought, like, shit, dude, he's collecting. I'm going to add to that. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool that, like, after all these years, you can go back to something that you did as a kid, something you did with your friends, and best of all for him, something he did with his old man, and uh, and uh, anyhow, that's kind of like, for me, it has nothing to do with, with the... Uh, investing or making money it's literally it's a little time machine back to you say better times but i mentioned ryan has a grandkid now he's got a dog he's training and uh these are the better times do you know what i'm saying like these are the better times uh, like we're in we're in a different time in our life now and uh, being a grand dad is, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like, let me take a step back. Like I said, me and, me and him been through the fucking ringer. The split ups with our with our ladies who are the mothers of our kids was was fucked up. It's like it's like the movies that you see, that type of shit. And so we've been dealing with that since our kids are little. And then those kids who <laughs> I mean, at least mine, I didn't even know if my kids liked me when when they were little because of all that shit, okay? And then our kids grow up and have kids of their own. And then all that, like, distrust and stuff that was there when they were little, they can somehow see past all that bullshit and then trust you again. You'll see where this is going. And so for, for me, like card collecting was like, I stopped in 1992 and didn't start up again until 2016. Because from 2004, well, let's just say from 1994 when my daughter was born, until 2004 when my wife and I split up. I had two kids. And then to 2016, no collecting. I was in no space. I was in no frame of mind. I was in no type of stable situation to be having that type of a hobby, you know? Nor was he. I can speak for him on that behalf. Like I said, we had some crazy fucking lives.
And then some of that dust settles. And what do you need to collect? You need a, you need space. You need you need a little time. You need a little peace and quiet. And I found that, you know, I mean, that kind of like, for me, this says a lot about my life. It's not as hectic anymore, you know. Um, <clears throat> now I'm collecting again. And, and so, so for him, it seemed like, like I said, that, that time came when, like you find a little bit of peace, a little bit. I mean, our, look, man, our lives fucking suck. I don't mean to be the Grinch. But life mostly sucks. And uh, it's when you can find those times when it doesn't suck. That's good for you, right? I mean, and so life goes on. Sucky, not sucky, long periods of suck, a little bit of good. But... If you wake up the next day, you get another chance, you know, at least to make it a little bit better. And so, uh, you know, through all the bullshit, my boy Ryan and I, I feel like it's, it's kind of crazy. Like I said, me and him were of the five friend of the four or five friends. I think it's a, a group, not even a group. It's like a friend here. A couple friends there, but but of him, me and him have been through the most shit. Like I said, our own doing. You know, we make our own choices. But so you know, and there's like times when you don't really talk to these people. You know, when you're going through these stretches of shit, and you know, I'm gonna have to say within the last couple of years. I've really connected with my friends again, just because we're on this, we're, we're in another stage of our lives. We're not 20, we're not 19 year old kids with knocked up fucking girlfriends anymore with wondering what the hell is going to happen with the rest of our life and how bad we fucked up. Right? I mean, finding peace is a constant fucking struggle, you know? And so, I don't know. All this shit has made me tougher. And uh, you saw me shed a tear. I need to do that sometimes. Because when... Me and my ex first broke up, or let's say divorce, because it wasn't fucking breaking up. Let's face the fucking music. It was divorce. Failure. I just kind of, I realized that I didn't care about her, but my two kids and my dog. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? And so I cried a lot. Then, you know, like a lot. 
And then that shit fucking dried up because guess what, dude? You got a long fucking time to deal with this shit. And I don't cry because I'm sad anymore, really. Like that was a that was a memory, like a good one, actually. It was more of a good memory than a bad memory. I'm remembering my friend's dad who was bitching as fuck. You know, it just makes me appreciate my old man is still fucking here. You know? And, uh, yeah, so, Ryan, I'm stoked you're collecting again because, uh, like I said, dude, that's like, that's memories. We do this shit with whoever we do it with. And, and with him, it was his dad. And, uh, you know, he saw what I was doing with the Will Clark collection a while ago, okay? And uh, I had made a painting of Will Clark and uh, of Will Clark and Nolan Ryan because those were the two favorite players, dad and son. And he traded me his, uh, his good old collection of Will Clarks for that artwork, which seemed to resonate a little bit more with him than, than the, the, the cards at the time. And that's fine. Because, look, I'm just, I'm just babysitting his cards anyways. The cards that, that I didn't have, I added to my collection. And, and, look, if you ever contributed to the Will Clark collection, I try to leave notes on the back of, of the sheets or whatever who I got them from because um, a lot of people are generous and uh, they, they see what I'm doing with the Will Clark collection and they're like, oh, hey, man, I got these. That's not my dude. You take them. And then, then we have all this in the back here. And uh, it's one of my fun hobbies. And once again, I'm stoked that Ryan got back into it because um, – it's, like I said, it's just, it's nostalgia. Um, it, it was fun. It still is fun. And um, he just kind of picking up where his dad would have left off because um, that's how collectors are. We, we'll find it again one day. And uh, anyways, I'm, I'm glad you, if you, if you did tune in, I'm glad you listened to that because um, that's kind of what this show is about. It's, it's, Look, I'm an artist. I need to sell shit. Um, but the reason I paint baseball and stuff is because it it's one, because I'm a fan. And then two, just the whole baseball card thing was, is really inspiring to me. Um, anyways, that's why I do it. So um, we'll leave it at that. But uh, this show right here, I tape it live. Uh, I, I tape it off the cuff. I mean, today I actually had notes on what I was going to talk about because I didn't really want to miss anything. <clears throat> but I'll patch in photos and stuff. Because uh, I take this and I, I clean it up in in, um, in an editor. And uh, then I upload it to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and my YouTube channel. So, um and I take out the coughs and the dead space and this and that. <clears throat> so on the Nolan Ryan tip, uh, here's some card art I made. I call this a speed demon because, well, um, you know, Nolan Ryan was the sickest fast pitcher of all time with a demon behind him. That was an angel card. And then here goes something from the Texas Rangers. 
And uh, what I'll do is I'll take better pictures of these and uh, put these into the video that I upload elsewhere. All right. Well, uh, sorry I got all emo on you, but uh, it happens once in a while. Like I said, he was a real bitching dude, and I miss him to this day. Um, now, <laughs> if you noticed, uh, I have like my show banner for today has a picture of Nolan Ryan, so I got to the Nolan Ryan part, and then it had some Clayton Kershaw, and I believe I touched bases on that, and. What the show is is about collecting, so I'm I'm pretty dorky about my collection and how I go about it, and um, not that I've taken surveys, but I'm in touch with a lot of collectors on Instagram. The Ricky Henderson guy, the Bash Brothers dudes, the Big Matt guys, the Wade Boggs guy, the Tony Gwynn. I mean, like, there's collectors for just about everything and everybody. But I'm in touch with the baseball guys. That, that's what I collect. And so we all go about ways of personalizing our collections and, like, making labels for our stuff, you know, with our brands or what have you. And so I've been putting cards. So like there's these one touch cases right here. These are bitching. And these are great because you can get them in different thicknesses. So if you make a fat card, you can put it in there. But I've been doing more uh, art that ends up thin. So I can stick those in a... Let me show you. It's not really my... It's not my art. But, you know, my special, my special cards, I'll slab them. So this is in there. It, it's, it's not going anywhere. But what I did was... Let's see. I, I made special tags. I don't I don't do graded cards. I, I don't I'm I'm kind of a a geezer on that shit. I think that whole thing is a scam. And uh I see more off-centered, non-perfect tens these days than I ever did in my life. And that just adds to my suspicion. So fuck it. I don't do graded cards. But if it's a bitchin' card in my collection. It gets a gem, motherfucking 11, bitches. So, yeah, if it makes my collection, it's a gem 11. So, fuck you. All right. Like I said, pardon me, Francais. So, uh, for... Oh, I brought up my, my little banner. Okay. I have access to a graphic designer right now. I mean, I kind of always do, but I have more access to this person now. So we're going to get fucking jiggy with it, with uh, with cool shit. Because this person has a little more time right now. 
So I just showed you that tag that I stuck in here. That's custom. I just made that. And uh, so I made some for the Will Clark collection. So we've got uh, the Clark 22 right there, the Clark collection, little barcode. As I said, if it makes my collection, it gets a gem min 11, bitches. No questions asked because it's my collection and I do what I want with it. And you do what you want with yours. I mean, if you want to smack your putt on your clear cases, do it. Just don't do it on the air. So last week, uh, I had, I planned to show a couple of new cards that I had gotten, um, 2022s. But I did mention that this year, uh, it seems a little thin. But you know what? I went and looked, and there's a lot more than I mentioned when I said that, actually. Uh, but, but, but my problem is they don't make unique. They make a couple of cards, and then they make this card in pink, blue, purple, mauve, flesh-colored. Freaking jack nut blue, maroon. And I don't want this card 7,000 times, man. There's a couple times. So it seems like everything today is like, oh, glitter, hologram, fucking refractor. <clears throat> but it's Will Clark, so I take it. Now, this one right here is... Uh, A more traditional card. Um, now, based on the 87 Tops design, which I know tons of people cream their corn for. <clears throat> and don't get me wrong, I like it. Um, but I'm more of an 86 Tops guy. That, that, that's what I like. 86 Tops, they got their own font. It's simple. But this one's dope, the wood grain, but... I just think it's a little overrated. Not my favorite, but not the worst design either. And uh, this one actually has his stats from rookie season to uh, his Cardinals um, season. So good-looking card celebrating the 35th anniversary, I guess, of that year. Now... Let's see, anybody out there? Um, hey, what's happening, Gerald? Glad you uh, tuned in today. So I'm slipping those cards in, excuse me. Now, once again, um, if you want to see this show in a more cleaned up form, just go to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, I even believe it's on Google Podcast too. And just look up the bill collector, I'm sure you'll find it. And uh, like I said, we just cut the cut the crap out and add pictures and a little more production value on that end. Now, <clears throat> I don't have a single minor league Will Clark card, Gerald. FYI, so if you could. Leave me in that direction. 
I would love to obtain some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't mean to be a snob about my collection. I just do it a certain way, and I know everybody does it their own way. And uh, to each his own, and that's what it's all about. Um, I told you before, my inspiration was Ryan's dad. He had a fucking sick-ass binder of uh, Nolan Ryan's, and binders just have always worked for me. You know, I have some stuff in cases, but the bulk of my collection non-duplicates is in binders. For me, it just seems easiest to access. Keep it on that shelf right there. And I know what's in what. So when I need to access the Rangers, uh, Orioles, and Cardinal stuff, I go here. The Giant stuff is right here. The rookies and Olympic stuff is over there. I made it to where it's easy for me to get around and and display and and show. So, you know, when I do my Instagram posts, it's just like I can slip the card out, take a picture of it, post it, put the card back in, and I'm done. And uh, I'm a 47-year-old man having fun with baseball cards today. Um so shoot me, man. It's better than doing crack, right? <laughs> so um, anyways, um, knock if you want to. Don't knock if you don't. And um, I'm just going to keep showing some stuff around. I'm going to grab something right here. Oh, hey, yeah. Now, how do you collect these? These miniature cards, all right? Like, my my book is, uh, how can I explain this? I don't want duplicates in the book. So I keep duplicates in boxes and whatnot. So for me, I do put the variations in the book. So these right here, uh, obviously, they look the same. These look the same here. These two look the same. Well, on the back, they all have different stickers or whatever the hell. I, I think it's a sticker on the back. So to me, that symbolizes a different card. So I stick it in there. And if I ever found uh, another one like this with a sticker that isn't like this, I'll put that one in too. And uh, for me... I just break up the collection by by brand, and uh, once we got the collection in by brand, then it's oldest card to the latest card. Seems pretty simple to me. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, for sure, uh, the Giants, uh, Will Clark cards. There's a lot more of those out there than there was any other team. Um, although the '90s were pretty bonkers in regards to. Uh, your Will Clark options from the Rangers and the fucking like, I mean, the nineties were so bonkers regarding cards and the options. And uh, I kind of blame that on upper deck um, because upper deck in 1989 came out with a really, really sweet product. Um, 
bitchin' crisp pictures. Um, glossy little hologram on the back. And then slowly but surely, every company kind of went that way. And, I mean, I was looking at a card. Uh, was it a Juan Gonzalez card today? And I could look. I could find a Will Clark card right now like this. But one of the other collectors on Instagram, he's a Juan Gonzalez collector. Dude, this card was so freaking goofy. It was ridiculous. So it was em- it was embossed. It was gold foiled. It was no it was full bleed. Um what else was on there? It was like it was like the most overblown card that you could possibly see, like with every with every bell and whistle on it. It was just like, come on, dude. Like, I get it. A little hologram here, like a little accent, but the whole card was outrageous. So, anyways, that was half of what came out in the '90s because every card company seemed to have fucking ten different subsets or sets under the umbrella of the company, and uh, that's literally what created the junk wax era. Just too much product and uh, just lots of shit left out there. Uh, that might be the one thing I understand about having a card graded as in regards to val- putting value on it. But, you know, when I was a kid, we used to self-grade. And so, number one, straight up, first and foremost, it gotta be, it's got to be centered. So, if a, to me, a card is heavy one way or the other, it's not a 10. And I, I go on eBay and I eyeball off-centered 10s, like, all day. Oh, yeah, right? Stadium Club, Ryan's... Uh, tapping in right here stadium club was nice but you you know what i'm saying like that's that was like tops getting into that nice card market and um trust me we sucked that shit up dude um because it was it was it it looked nice and so when your favorite when your favorite player comes out you me it was get every card every card every card and to this day that's kind of still what i'm doing but like I said, I'm not trying to keep up with variations, dude. Like, there are there are 20, 22 cards of Will Clark right now that are going for $200. Fuck that shit. I'm, I'm not in that market. I don't play that game. Um, and you know why I don't play that game? Because if I was a kid, I couldn't afford that. So I don't know if this is weird or not. But in my brain, I'm collecting from a 16-year-old's perspective. Things that are affordable. Things that I'm not going to go broke buying a a graded card. So you guys have fun with that. But yeah, um, anyways, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I can see that actually more than one person was... uh, looking at the show this time and that's pretty cool but i think maybe because i had put a little word out now uh what's cool is if you tune in on friday uh, friday as well if you tune in on wednesdays at five or you know after 5 30 whatever whenever you decide to pop in 
directly after at six o'clock eric burns and uh will clark are doing a show on the same network and uh man i if you're a will clark fan or you're just a baseball fan in general um or you're an eric burns fan because eric burns has been all over the tv um in regards to baseball check it out you're talking about two pros longtime baseball players and uh the things that they talk about beyond the like the actual like game because they talk about the current game and the happenings in baseball and then shit pops up you know what i'm saying like you can ask a question in the chat box and perhaps they'll answer it for you and so the first episode i had tuned into and i've been meaning to do this Will Clark was talking about how he would, you know, poke around and ask Tony Gwynn questions. R.I.P. Tony Gwynn, one of the good guys in baseball. And, okay, fine, maybe that doesn't seem so insightful, but when Will Clark was talking about Tony Gwynn's approach, if you're a baseball player... Jesus, man, add that shit into your repertoire, man. Like, I know today and the philosophies are different, but some of the philosophies from the past still hold up. And uh, I even believe this episode is available um, in the archives on No Filter, so you may still be able to check it out. But anyways, it's awesome. It's a great show. Will Clark tells stories, um, like I said, shit that you'd never heard. Like, and it, it's real interesting. So if I was you, I'd check it out. So uh, make a long story short, I'm gonna cut this show off right now. So um, I appreciate you watching the Bill Collector. We're on Bill, and I'm a collector. I'm gonna take a couple minutes, and I'm gonna get ready to watch that show. So if you tuned in, I appreciate you guys. I really, really do. And Ryan. Mad love for you, bro. Okay, dude, like for real. Take it easy, guys.